0: I think a lot of times people just are looking for the easy way and um, once you kind of get a taste of that easy way or you know the warm referrals come in it's really hard to go back to like cold calling and door knocking and like all the things we hate to do as agents. Okay. I don't know if
1: you were trying to indirectly or directly take a <laughs> shot at me there because I've, cop- I've copied some of your reels but uh... <laughs> I'm like, That's okay. I'm like, does he know? That's okay. Does I mean, he I, know? <laughs> I tell these guys all the time, I'm Like, there's a difference between followers and fans.
2: What's the difference, John? Yeah. fans send you <laughs> fucking vegetables in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are some do's and don'ts to do for agents who are just getting into it?
0: And then the other thing is, like, you've got to just be consistent with the content. Like, you can't put out one once a week or once every five days. Like, you're just... You're not going to grow that way.
1: World-class lessons from the real estate industry's top 1%. Empowering agents to think bigger and do more to create life by design. Get access to exclusive interviews with top producing real estate professionals. Listen in as we talk about their journey in the business, best practices and lessons learned. Hosted by Kiro Nasralla and John Scipione. One thing that we always say in our office, action is better than perfection, right? This is Light It Up with Lighthouse Residential. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Light It Up podcast, where we bring some of the top experts and most successful people in the real estate industry together. If you like the podcast, go ahead and click the subscribe button below. And if you like this video, please, please, please hit the like button, leave us a comment below and let us know uh, what you'd like to see on some upcoming episodes? Any guests that you'd like to, for us to have on? Uh, we're always short a few guests, uh, so we'd love to get feedback from uh, from viewers going forward. And just let us know what you're what you're liking, what you're not liking. If you're liking Kuro's uh, Turtleneck, turtlenecks, make you know fun of it. That's that stuff. fine.
2: We're on a mission to 200 subscribers, so please subscribe. Let's break that first baby threshold uh, on that journey. So, let's get right to it. Awesome. So today's guest is David
1: Calhoun coming out of uh, two markets, really, San Diego and Minnesota, primarily San Diego. Uh, This year, he is uh, on track to do 40 transactions. That's his goal. Uh, He is part of the fast forward movement in EXP. Uh, Average sale price $875,000, but primarily a solo agent with a few buyer's agents helping him on the buy side. So David, thank you so much for being here, man. We're excited to spend some time with
2: you today.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: Yeah. Awesome. I think one thing to note too is uh, that David's a uh, duly licensed agent in Minnesota, uh, where he has the, the two buyers agents, and he's a sole agent in San Diego, um, and all this he built out in roughly four and a half years. Um, and I was over here trying to crunch the numbers for the GCI, which is pretty insane. But we'll get into that in a second because we have lightning round. All right. First, or should I?
1: I I'm I i do not know why I give you that why one. Why would like you give one. me that one? Go that? ahead. You go first. I'm trying to find one. All right, David, I'm starting. Would you rather be 10% smarter right. or 10% better looking?
0: 10% smarter.
2: like that. All right. <laughs> What's one secret that you'll keep from your children?
0: I can't say that on this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you have our blessing. It's okay. <laughs>
0: no. I, I, no comment. Can't say it.
2: <laughs> what?
1: Have you ever been a
2: smoker? No. This is a good one. What's the ugliest part of getting old?
0: Getting fat easy.
2: <laughs> David's like, why did I come on this podcast? Yeah. He's like, is this really what this yeah. is about? I thought this was real
0: estate. <laughs>
1: you know what? Again, and Kiro kills me every time I say this, but we used to do these at the end just like out of like um, curiosity one day. We're like, let's mess with this guy. And then what we realized is it breaks the ice, yeah. gets everybody comfortable, and, and it's a little bit more fun to do in the beginning. All right. A
0: little deep. Not going to lie. Oh no, we have another
1: box. That's even worse. Um, but those are for another day. That's maybe episode. The second time we have you on the the show. What's the most unusual gift you've ever received?
0: Um, recently someone sent literally from Instagram, mailed me a potato. (laughs) (laughs) Literally a potato, like, a that like a you would eat it like and it what I don't even know what it said
1: from Instagram so the like now you're married right with kids was,
0: yeah yeah it was a lender <laughs> trying trying to like be funny i think i don't know i felt bad but like apparently this company was on shark tank and they like mail potatoes to people <laughs> with messages on them and you know people send me stuff like whatever and yeah, it was a potato. It was, yeah. That's I was so confused. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's interesting.
1: Was there any follow up, any note, any context?
0: Um, I posted it on my story and was like, I, I felt like I just threw the guy under the bus. I didn't tag him, but I was just like, I got a potato. <laughs> and he commented, and like, we haven't really talked much <laughs> since
1: then. <laughs> was that your first uh, sponsorship? Endorsement?
2: I got one more, and then we could jump into Let's it. Let's do it. Um, all right, David. How much money do you need to make before it's enough?
0: How much money do I need to make before it's enough? Before it's mm-hmm. enough? Are we talking monthly?
2: Uh, you know, I think you're 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 very analytical with it. Yeah, we'll go monthly. <laughs> go monthly. <laughs>
0: um, I I mean, I feel like this is a like a there's more to this question, but. Um, 15,000 bucks a month. And like,
2: hello, I like money. I'm,
0: I'm simple. I'm easy. Yeah. That's like that. That's like,
1: yeah. It, well, no, I respect that because a a lot of people, especially this industry, of course, right. They go out with crazy numbers and it's gotta be a million bucks a month and it's gotta be 500,000 a month. And you know, what's interesting. And one thing that we always talk about with our agents, and I think that's probably a good segue is Mm -hmm. just, you know, if you make a million bucks a year, you're making eighty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? And and you ask people how would you even spend that, they usually can't get past twenty twenty five thousand, right? They're like, all right, well, right. sweet car might be, you know, an excessive payment might be two thousand dollars a month, great apartment, great house, six 000, seven thousand dollars a month, and you know, out to dinner, vacations and stuff, and you're like, we're at fifteen dollars fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month here. You know what would you do with the the extra sixty five thousand or sixty eight thousand whatever it comes to and a lot of people wouldn't know what to do with it so I think that's a good answer.
0: Yeah, for me it's of course more would be amazing but like that would be the number is the number that would allow me to just be present at home like I have four kids and like that's kind of really important to me is just not overworking myself and having. You know, not because balance isn't really the word, but having some sort of sanity and schedule yeah. um, and like 15K is that number where it's like, OK, work's good. Home's good. We can eat um, and still accomplish our goals. So
2: yeah. um,
1: good yeah, for you, that's man. i spoken like good. a true Californian. Real right, I feel you ask somebody in Jersey, they're like two million a month cash. Yeah, would you spend it? I don't know up up front,
0: (laughs) gold chain. I just picture all you East Coast like gold chain. I had to to take it off earlier, (laughs) I got nothing. I'm like, all right, so
1: yeah, no, that's good, man. It's it's good to hear you
2: know, uh, people just simplify things, yeah, so. before we go into some of the, the the things that we are impressed with that you've done and accomplished, can you share with us how this Minnesota dual license situation came about, um, and your four and a half year career to where you are today?
0: Yeah. Um, so I got licensed in eighteen, in Minnesota, and um, we, prior to living in Minnesota, we had lived out here in California, Long Beach. Um, Orange County, I did part of my undergrad out here. So we were, my wife and I were living out here and this was back in 2012, 11. And, um, couldn't make any money out here, couldn't buy a house. So we moved back to Minnesota at that point, And, um, I started working for target and ultimately just quit and couldn't do it anymore. And so I got licensed in Minnesota. But the goal at that point was to come back to California. Um, Like that was the goal. But I was like, well, I'm just getting started in real estate. Like this, I know people here, like, let's just do Minnesota. So that's what we did. And then a year and a half into that, um, you know, so say 2019, 2020, my wife was like, I want to move. I want to move. I want to move. And so we... Did part of the winter out here one year and then i was like all right let's do it and so i started my licensing to get licensed here because then i would you know of course i've got to sell real estate here and um and then COVID hit and like that took forever so um we finally made the move at the end of 2020 hmm. uh, to come out here and my goal was to like keep one buyer's agent in minnesota and be like okay anyone else like any stragglers so to speak that come through i'll just pass them on to her and then like 2021 happened and then this year it's like people just continued to reach out to me referrals came in still and so it just kind of like evolved uh this two market thing and that's yeah the desire to come to california is really what brought us out here the warmer weather just the slower pace of lifestyle uh, the beach, the, you know, the mountains, and then still like wanting to maintain my business in Minnesota and figuring out a way to do that. Um, is kind of how I got here today.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So have you been with EXP all four and a half years?
0: No. So I got, I, uh, switched to EXP when, um, we moved out here. So the, I, I'll call it like first part of 2021. Cause we moved here on like new year's eve Hmm. 2020 so just call it january 2021 i we got here i switched exp because i was with keller williams before and the franchise model just didn't work for two markets so um i switched exp could sell in both markets under the one cap kind of had better strategic partners all across the country and um that's really you know, when I swore against EXP for two years being at Keller, yeah. and then um, once it clicked, it clicked, and it just made sense for my business. Mm-hmm. And then aligning with the right people um, really was the other game changer.
1: Yeah, because it's interesting. Like as soon as you said that you were duly licensed, and you have buyers agents in you know both places, like I think you told me that before. We knew that you were an EXP, and to me, like it's like you have to be an exp. Like, I, I, I'm i not sure what broker she's going to say next, but it's going to be exp. And I, and I I just think, you know, I, I commend the I, I'm just, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I, I'm, I'm impressed by the fact that it, the whole exp model challenges people to realize they can do things like that. Right. So yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you can move across markets and yeah it's it's pretty unique and pretty powerful you know it's really just remove that barrier and um yeah allows you to expand with no limits really
1: right because we've all heard of those people that are like well i'm with remax in new jersey and uh douglas Elliman in new york and it's just you know it's confusing and you got two different business cards i mean and you know a lot of different uh a lot of different
2: things going on. But uh, I certainly respect that for sure. Yeah. David, one of the things that's the most impressive about you is in the four years, um, uh, you know, before we started this recording, David was kind enough to share the GCI year over year um, while in the business. So year one, 120. Then there was a 150% increase in business. And then year two was 180. Um, first and foremost, to break six figures in the first year is like a momentous like thing to achieve for a brand new agent. Um, and then to have a 150 increase on the second year, um, before I get into year three and year four, can you walk us through how you were working? What was your main lead sources? What were you doing to get business for people who are just starting an in industry, um, who would want to know what options they have?
0: Yeah. So in the be- very beginning, so 2018, let's just say June of 2018 is when I got licensed. Um, I joined a team for like 30 days and I quickly realized like horrible mistake Um, the leadership was just like really lacking. And so I left that team and went solo. And one of the things though, I just taught myself on that team in the first 30 days was YouTube and like calling for sale by owners. So, um, that team leader, she gave me like a stack of old for sale by owners and the numbers they were so old, like they were gone. So I just went on Zillow and started calling these people. And I went on YouTube to learn what to say to these people. And so that's how I got started in like, so I got licensed, let's just say June of 18. It was technically May, but June of 18. And then I took my first listing in July. It was a for sale wow. by owner. And then I took five listings that first six months um, from FISBOs. and then one was Sphere. So I took six listings. So I was just cold calling. I just like day in, day out cold calling and then 2019. So I hit my six months. So January 2019, I kind of like dabbled in social media Mm -hmm. and still was calling Fizbo's and stuff like that. But it kind of just gradually started changing to once I had some social proof that I could sell and trust from my sphere that it started to come. You know, a lot of my stuff was referrals, uh, friends and family. Um, and then social media, uh, open houses, you know, kind of a mix of that. But initially it was for sale by owners, cold calling, little door knocking, nothing really came of it, but really it was like, went on YouTube, learned scripts, found some scripts I liked and just called just, I mean, I didn't even use a dialer. I was just on my phone, really ineffective or inefficient and, (laughs) uh, somehow landed, you know. Was competed against other agents and like
1: just figured out
0: listings. It was. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So would you say that was from the first team that you were with? That was a, a mistake or that was from the.
0: Yeah. So I, like I said, I joined that team. I, you know, it was like a mom and pop team and she gave me, she, she had leads for me, but like, was, so <laughs> I, that's why I was like, Oh, for sale by owners, like all oh, cool. And quickly realized these were bad numbers. So I went on Zillow yeah. and started finding for sale by owners, current for sale by owners. And then I was like, I don't even know what to say to these people. So I like YouTube'd what to like basically all these coaches on YouTube and figuring out what to say to these people and what how to protect my mindset in the morning and all these things. And so after two weeks of that on that team, I was like, I'm out of here. I've got this. Yeah. And uh, just went on
1: my own. Yeah, that's impressive, man. So self-taught. Who was that dude on on YouTube? Uh, Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Ward, Ward. Kevin Ward. Yes, Masters. I've seen him. Yes, yep. he, he's like the U- yes. uh, the for sale by owner YouTube king. Um, yep. I learned a lot though from him. I actually saw him once in once or twice in, in person. Yeah, he was really good.
2: Is um, that who you were watching?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Tom Ferry, I watched. Um, there was a few like Jesse. I feel like his name is Jesse James. I don't even know if he. That's like he was more of like a motivational <laughs> coach. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean he. Um, there was a few different people, but yeah, Kevin Ward was one of the main like script masters, and then Jeff Glover's Jeff, physical yeah. script is really what I used. Um, and so yeah, I just like I had to rough it. Like I quit my career. I needed to figure this out. I had kids. My wife stays at home. Like, I, I can't just like not do this. So, um, yeah. yeah, YouTube was really powerful in the beginning. We were
2: talking about this the other day. Um, it's interesting because when someone starts in the business and they're like fresh, they haven't been rejected, they haven't been you know hurt by the business yet, you give them a script like a Fisbo script to like, go get it. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Let me ask every single question on the script, right? So what are you uh, what are you planning on interviewing the right agent? And going through these questions that someone who has maybe a year or two or three worth of experience is would probably have, like, a major panic attack to try to do that. Why do you think that is?
0: hundred um, percent. I think people get accustomed. Like, you sell a few houses, you think you know, like, Oh, I got this. Oh, I'm too good for that. Right. Like I think uh, like for instance, like cold calling and Fizbo's and like expireds, that's kind of seen as like, Ooh, no one wants to do that. Um, and you know, there's tons of people out there, especially now that like, Oh, you don't need a cold call social media, which I agree to a point, but there's also, it does work. And so um, I think a lot of times people just are looking for the easy way and, um, once you kind of get a taste of that easy way or, you know, the warm referrals come in, it's really hard to go back to like cold calling and door knocking and like all the things we hate to do as agents. Um, and so, yeah, I think as a new agent, if you've never experienced, um, a warm lead, a warm referral or someone to come list me call, like, all right, this, we just got to grind it out. Yeah. And so that was kind of my thought process and my mentality was like, I don't know any different. I just know I need to sell some houses and like I was petrified to call my sphere. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't I still need to sell a house, so I'm going to call these people that don't know me. If I sound like an idiot, I never talk to them again. But if, you know, if I do know what to say, I can get the listing. Yeah. And that's where I was like, I want the listing. I don't want the buyers. And so that was one thing Keller taught me was like go after listings, go after listings, go after listings. And so that was you know, they already raised their hand and told me they wanted to sell their house. So let's just convince them. I just need to convince them that I should be the one they hire. And that was, that was how I did it.
1: That's, that's that's awesome, man. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really important that, um, you know, I think I was making the comparison the other day to, to, I don't know if you're a sports fan at all. I'm not even a huge sports fan, but like, I, I know like these up and coming you know, rookie athletes, like I, I think of hockey, I'm a big hockey fan. You should be a moderately uh, big hockey fan coming from Minnesota, right? You're like never watched a game. Yeah, I used to play, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, so we can connect on that level. Like these 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 junior players will come up uh, to the NHL, and like they're not afraid to go in the corners, right? They've never had it. You know, they may not have had an injury yet or not ever had a concussion, and they, they go 100 miles an hour because they don't know anything less. Right, as opposed to some sure. of the older, more veteran people are like, yeah, all right, buddy, you know, take it easy, you know, you know don't give it everything in one, in in one uh, in one shift. And it's just interesting, and I see that that sort of comparison with some of the younger agents on our team. They're like, what do I do? I've never been hurt. I've never been told to to get out of my house. I've never been told that numbers ridiculous. Just just what do I do and who do I say it to? So I give you credit right. for getting out there, especially with Fizbos. I, I think I started I started with FISBOs early on and. Uh, I listed a bunch of them very early on after getting into the Mike Ferry program, and and uh, I quit after I discovered Expireds. I was like, "Oh, I can list an Expired yeah, in joke. one afternoon. I don't have to go visit them every Sunday at their stupid open house. I'm going to Expireds." And then I never, I stopped calling Fizzbos, Unfortunately, though, so I was pretty good at it.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, awesome, man.
2: The one thing here, so year two, you started working on social media, and that's where um, from year two to year three, you had 170% growth. So I think this is a good segue with the different kind of drug, like you were saying, like once you experience a, a referral or a call in just listen to me call, it's a different experience. So when did you feel like there was something there with social and getting the referrals and gaining traction from there?
0: I mean, I would say, <clears throat> I think it almost took a full year of being licensed, right? Like, um, I started and I really used it's Instagram mainly and Facebook because I share it, my Instagram to Facebook. Um, But, you know, at first I started posting like open houses, like whatever, you know, not a lot of engagement. But um, and then I started utilizing my stories through Instagram. And that's kind of where I got a lot of people engaging with me. And so I would share um a lot of times just like about my day in real estate and whether I am cold calling I would just like share a picture in my story of like my cubicle I'm calling in or what I'm eating for lunch or when I'm taking a sign you know down or putting a lockbox up um it, that was people would start to follow along and um it just kind of started to create a connection and then a, a avenue for people to ask questions about real estate about the market Um, and so it was just this really like, not even like strategic approach. It was just like taking people along with me that kind of created a connection with followers that then people started to, you know, know me, like me, trust me. And then when it came time for a referral or they wanted to buy a house or sell a house, um, I became the one they would reach out to.
1: That's interesting. I mean, you started sharing on there. I mean, what would you, and you said it wasn't necessarily with a real purpose what would you say that's transitioned to today what is the purpose today and and you know it's funny like I'm, we're, we're both guys that like grew up in Mike Ferry cold calling or even just you know calling expires and fizzbos like I feel like unfortunately some people might not agree with this but we were always taught like don't do a whole lot on social because you can't you can't figure out what the ROI is or or there is no ROI just keep your head down right. keep grinding keep doing your thing and and shut up. You know, don't don't, you don't have to put it all out there. And I think what we've slowly realized and unfortunately, we're probably years behind uh, is that you do need to tell a lot more people about what you're doing. So I, I, I respect and appreciate what you were saying about, you know, just sharing through engagement and on Instagram. But tell me, what is the purpose today? Is it to attract more agents to your team? Is it to attract more buyers and sellers? Is it to just, you know, try to bring some sanity to this crazy business?
0: I think it's, it's a combination of, of all of it. I think, I mean, the biggest thing is Instagram, social media is a relationship building tool. And, you know, that's a way I can connect with people, right? Like, it, it's to stay top of mind. It's to build relationship. And, you know, it's kind of like that pennies in a bucket you know, analogy as cheesy it is, is like I'm depositing, 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 staying top of mind, consistently sprinkling real estate, sprinkling in personal real estate, real estate, personal, personal, personal. Um, Here's a, you know, just, it's basically just sharing about my day to stay top of mind and then coming off still as the authority figure by sprinkling in some real estate. But um, and then when the time comes for them to, buy or sell or someone needing an agent or whatever, um, I'm the one hopefully that they think of. So it's really just to stay top of mind and build relationship with people, um, in a very natural way, natural for me, um, a way that I like to do it, uh, because the reality is, Anything works, right? Like we all know real estate's a contact sport, but like, what are you going to do consistently? You can't post on Instagram for two weeks and be like, well, I'm getting leads, like doesn't work. Or you can't cold call for two weeks and be like, ah, didn't get a listing, doesn't work. It's the consistency over time. And we know that, right? It's the consistency over time that leads to the results. And so I was like, okay, so what can I be consistent with um, that's going to lead me to hit my goals. And, um, I realized like social media is super profitable and it's something that I can be consistent with and I enjoy it. And so that's how I just ended up sticking with it. And in turn was getting referrals and business through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that the way you got started was in Fizbo's and you know, you said you started doing some research on your own on YouTube and and sort of self taught yourself the Fizbo game. Would you say you sort of Self-taught yourself the social, social real game or was that sort of just being involved in the Tom Ferry program? Was there somebody that you know you look up to that, that was really doing this at a high level and you just try to emulate what they're doing?
0: Yeah, I mean, it really was all self-taught. Social media, Instagram, reels, and really just like trial and error, finding what was landing, what isn't landing, what people are engaging with, what they're not engaging with. And, um, like, my reels, since you mentioned reels, like, I've gotten business from them, closed business from them. Um, but I really started posting reels consistently uh, at the beginning of this year. Like, I think it was maybe February around the Super Bowl, actually, because I remember posting one on the Super Bowl. I was like, I got to do this stupid reel. <laughs> but um, there was like, a, I just made this challenge to myself of one a day for 30 days. And this was back. I think it was the beginning of February and my account just like started to grow Hmm. and yeah, agents follow me, but like whatever, but a lot of non-agents are following me. And so I, but in that 30 days I started to learn what's landing, what isn't landing, what's funny, what's not funny, what's helpful, what's not helpful. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of teaching myself along the way and just trying to like not copy other people and be just like them because like that just wasn't funny to me. And so it's, and I'm not naturally a super funny person. I just was like very authentic. Like this is who I am. And that's what I did my reels on. And, um, it, you know, some land with people and some, don't and that's okay. I don't know if
1: you were trying to indirectly or directly take a <laughs> shot at me there because I've cop I've copied some of your reels, but uh, <laughs> I'm, like, okay. I'm like, does he know? That's okay. Does I mean, he I, know?
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm sure. Uh, I, I have no problem with you copying me, but I just was like, I like, look at a, a lot of times. I look at, back at my reels and I like laugh right. Like I watch my reels. I'm like, oh, I, I genuinely like my content. That's why I'm putting it out there. Good for you, man. Um, and I know, I just don't find something funny if I'm like, I know in my head, like, oh, it's because so-and-so did it, right? Like, sometimes I'll see someone do something, and then I'll like, how do I do it my way? Or how do I change the script or whatever?
1: That's where, Um, not that I've had success with this, but um, I did have one that actually got a lot of views, 171,000 or something. But who's counting? But who's counting? I think it's up to 172 now. Um, (laughs) No, but it's funny because um i saw somebody else do one and i said i can do that better and i think that's where like that's where i have fun with it not that i've found a way yeah. to monetize it or i'm seeing a direct roi but i sort of see something whether it's something stupid where and i think Kiro's pretty good with that too like i'll show him one and you know somebody's singing to a lockbox and he's like well wouldn't it be funnier if it was x y and z and i'm like yeah we should do that so then we do our own little twist Um, but I think what's even more fun sometimes is looking at the ones that are not real estate related and being like, how can I make this real estate related?
0: Totally. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's what I do sometimes or not. Sometimes that's what I do to get audio is like, I will just close my eyes sometimes if I'm like struggling with it, like what to post. And I just like, will just scroll reels and listen to it and just like, try to think like, how can I use this audio? to real estate. Cause if I see it, sometimes it's like harder for me to like transition that topic or that audio to real estate. But yeah, I mean, I, that's exactly what I do is like how you make this relevant to an agent or a buyer or seller or making fun of us. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes our reels are making fun of agents um, or those the market are the, those or whatever. Best ones. I try not to make fun of buyers and sellers, but um, yeah, it's, it's really just, you know, my reels are to stay top of mind, bring comedic relief. Um, Sometimes they do educational and that's kind of what I'm transitioning to with the way the market is now Um, is just more educational and coming off as hopefully coming off as like an authority figure in the space and someone who's trustworthy and actually knows what's happening um, rather than just like some like crazy dancing realtor on Instagram.
1: Is there a way to be strategic Because sometimes I'll, and again, these always turned into therapy sessions for Mm -hmm. me, is there a strategy behind posting like one that's funny, one that's informative, one that's um, educational, then back to funny? Because I find like if I go on this funny spree, I just end up posting three in a row of me just being ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, that's not really strategic. Uh, Because then if I'm not consistent, I I don't post for another week, then all of a sudden the most recent three reels are me, you know, thinking I hit a a curb in Starbucks and spilling my coffee and whatever that one was. Right.
0: (laughs) I'll have to watch that. Um, No, I mean, I would say when I first started with like reels specifically, I didn't have any strategy. It was like. I mean, they were all real estate related for the most part. I guess that was my only strategy. But I didn't have like, oh, this needs to be funny. This needs to be buyers. This needs to be sellers. This needs to be funny. This needs to be a house. Um, Now I, I try to do some like of me actually talking in the reel about the market or something to consider or a different perspective once or twice a week. And then maybe like a home tour or a couple once a week. And then maybe a funny one. Cause I feel like for me, I don't enjoy the funny ones anymore. Um, just, I feel like that ship has sailed for my, my page. Um, Like I just, when I see realtor, like they're just not funny to me. And so I don't don't want to do the one It's like interest
1: rates, lender. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pre-approval.
0: Like not, okay, next, like not, not interesting to me. So I want to be constantly evolving and then taking the feedback from how a real performs and then how to make it better. What, what made this perform well or whatever. So, and the other thing, a lot of my topics come from like okay, what do I feel like people are confused on right now in the market? Um, What are agents confused on in the market? What is the media saying about the market? Um, Because the way the market is, like, in times of uncertainty and fear, people want that person who is matter-of-fact and confident and the voice of reason rather than, like, someone who just comes off as, like, goofy and, like, silly and funny, like we're not in a funny market. Like it's not funny, right? Like the market sucks. read and so, the house, date the like, rate, so you're not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> yeah, like you're not no, gonna do that come one. on. You're Ugh. just yeah. No, absolutely not. But like, you know, that that's my whole strategy is coming off as an authority figure or someone trustworthy. Um, but still very relatable, right? Like my stuff's not all serious, yeah. but it's kind of fun, like home tours right now and um Yeah. So there's not like a strong cadence though. Like, Oh, Tuesday, it's this Wednesday. It's this Friday. It's this it's, it's nothing like that. I'm not that, I'm not that strategic. I don't have a calendar or anything like that.
1: So saying that you're, you know, just being uh, aware of the fact that you want to mix it up. Some, some should be, you know, informative. Some should be educational, some home tours and less on the funny side these days.
0: Yeah. For me personally, because I don't want to be, like I said, I feel like the funny stuff is kind of past.
1: Um, well, now that you've built up you this know, fan craze. base, where you're getting potatoes in the, yeah, exactly. in the mail, <laughs> yes, there's exactly. a difference. I, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I tell these guys all the time: I'm like, there's a difference between followers and fans. What's the difference, John? Yeah. The fans send you <laughs> fucking vegetables in the mail. <laughs> that person, you know, let's let's be honest. That person's driven by your house before. Yeah, they that's kind of, funny, I don't want man. to freak you out. Yeah, <laughs> they know like, where you live. Actually, I think he
2: lives. Oh, it to you. He
0: lives out. <laughs> East Coast. East, I think he lives all probably there. a Jersey
2: <laughs> he
1: guy. He's like the one that,
2: that recommended we, uh, <laughs> that we bring you on, by the way. <laughs> um, and here is your surprise. Um, one thing I, yeah. I wanted to say is that the it's it's we started doing this social stuff what like six months ago. Well, the podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, and y- you you don't realize how intentional and how purposeful and how much time it takes to actually do content creation and go through this whole process. Yeah, um, like. When we were just prospecting and you're like in your office pounding, hitting the phones and you're just like looking on social, you're like, ha what a fool, <laughs> what a fool, what a fool. And you go ahead and you try to do the same thing knowing that there's going to be a, uh, a return to some aspect and you're like trying to do the same thing. You're like, holy shit, this takes a lot of time and effort. John and I would be like in the studio trying to do different things like for reels, and it would take hours. At the end of it, you look at all that you've done after you're like, no, that looks horrible. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. For us, the do's and don'ts, we're still going through that learning curve, I would say. In your experience, David, for the last couple of years, what would you say are some dos and don'ts to do for agents who are just getting into it?
0: Are you talking for reels specifically, or Instagram? Just social, or yeah. Social media, social. Yeah, I mean, I would say don't overthink it. Just do it. Right, like you shouldn't be spending hours and hours trying to perfect a reel. Um, half the time, my my reels take like if it takes a long time, it takes an hour. Like, that's way too long for me. Sometimes it's one take and it's like, boom. Um, so don't overthink it. Don't spend too much time on it because you don't know how it's going to land, right? Like, um, but make sure it's done well, <laughs> you know? Like, make sure your lips, if it's talking to an audio, make sure your, like, mouth it matches the sound. Um, and then the other thing is, like, you've got to just be consistent with the content. Like, you can't put out one once a week or once every five days, like you're just, you're not gonna grow um, that way. And you're not gonna realize what your audience likes, and you're not gonna get the reach with just that one post. And so you've gotta be consistent and consistent for a while. And so, um, you know, you just, it's kind of like trial and error. You gotta just figure out what lands, what doesn't land. And not spend too much time on it because at the end of the day, you can't spend four hours creating a reel to get, you know, 98 people looking at it. Like, that's just not going (laughs) to – not really going to benefit your business. So, um, like, the reel I did – like, there's just been some that have gotten hundreds of thousands of views that, you know, was 10 minutes for me. And then there's some that just took, like, okay, my wife's helping me film and, like, you know, just (laughs) – Actually, those actually do very well. I don't know, because they're usually her ideas and they just like just land and go. But yeah, don't spend a ton of time on it. Um, Still do it well. Be consistent with it. Um, Like that's the biggest thing I would tell someone just getting started in the social space. I mean, the whole goal of Reels for me is to get an audience, hook them and then have them watch my story. Mm Cause the story is where I connect with them and build a relationship with them and let them kind of into my day and they get to learn who I am. Hopefully they engage. like I try to post stuff that requires them to respond to things. Um, not always real estate related, sometimes just life related. And so that's my goal is you want to get an audience. You want to get eyes on you so you can bring them in and again, build a relationship, be top of mind with them, Um, and this can go for agents, right? Like people are like, well, all my reels are attracting agents. Like, okay, (laughs) don't you want referral partners, right? Like, hello. And so it's not all, you know, for nothing. If an agent follows you, it's building relationship, building community, building referral relationships. Um, you know, all that's really important. Yeah.
2: You touched on something that's extremely important. Everybody thinks we were hosting a webinar, um, Wednesday. And they were talking about, oh, um, you know, I don't want to call like an expired listing that's already, um, you know, what if it's already listed? Should I scrub the information before I make the calls? Like, what do you guys recommend to do? Um, And the reality is, is that it's just, it's a communication business. It's a relationship business. That person's not an expired listing. They could be so much more. And you don't know because you're just assuming it's one expired listing and you're not thinking it's actually a person behind it that might have a network of people behind them or might own a whole portfolio of real estate. So your assumption of just it's an expired or just it's an agent limits you from creating a relationship to have access to so much more. uh, And you'll never know that potential unless you tap into it.
0: Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like just take what your outcome your in your head, what the outcome needs to be like, take that out of it. Like I didn't start posting on social media and starting reels just because I was like, oh, I'm going to grow a following. Oh, I want referrals. Like I don't. I don't remember why I started posting all these reels. Like I literally don't remember. It's probably just because the market was crazy and wild, and it was like, "How do I just relate to people?" Yeah. But um, yeah, you've got to take your your expected outcome out of it and just focus on the consistency and the tasks at hand, and let the results come from that. You know, in time because they will. Right? Like they will come in time.
2: Yeah. You mentioned the word consistency throughout this whole conversation um i'm just curious to know what your schedule yeah right um (laughs) we had an argument earlier today about consistency i I, I tend to break policies um i won't bring our marriage into this go Uh, ahead thanks boo Uh, when you talk about consistency can you tell us about what your schedule looks like for you to be able to create the content release the content like what's your day look like to be able to to produce the outcomes that you're producing
0: Great question. So um, my schedule is probably a little atypical um, just because I have four kids. But um so the mornings I I actually am at home a lot uh with my kids up until like um like eight, depending on the day, eight to nine o'clock I'm dropping them off at school. And so after I drop them off is when I start my content creation, either looking at reels. And so I'll try to do a reel in the morning. Um, and then in the afternoons, I am typically going out to a property to film it, to, you know, look at it, to um, either preview it for a client, etc. So, and sometimes I can like, Piggyback, right? If I'm previewing a property for a client, I will also do a reel for it, um, and so yeah, it's kind of that. That morning is spent with my family, and my kids, take them to school. And then the, the you know the first half of the day is really content creation, um, and then the second half of the day is going out to properties, touring them, you know, buyer appointments, seller appointments, showing houses, things like that. So it's it's not super structured. Um, but it works for me in my phase of life right now. So I don't work all that much to be completely honest. Like I'm not working a ton of hours because a lot of it is literally on my phone. And so it's, that's the one problem I'm having is just the blurred lines of work, right? Like if you turn off your dialer, you're done. Right. But when someone's responding on Instagram um, at nine o'clock at night, I'm, I'm responding back, you know? And so that's the one issue I'm having yeah. um, because I love Instagram. I love connecting with people. There's the boundaries are blurred. Are blurred.
1: Yeah. Well, when you were segueing into that, you were like, you know, I really don't start working. I thought you were going to say like 12 o'clock, one o'clock. So you're like till like, like mm, eight or nine. Your buildup there was like, I was like, this guy's, you know, getting his day started at lunchtime But yeah. you, you know, so yeah. you must be up early. No,
0: but you know, like, I am up very early. So I'm up at like my kid. My I have two boys that get up really early. Three boys actually get up really early. So I'm up at six. Um, but you know, you always hear about these like, miracle mornings, and you got to do like meditations and gratitudes and like all these things. And I'm not like I'm like getting milk cups for kids <laughs> and like egos and trying to make breakfast and unload the dishwasher yeah. and like clean the house and then i you know my wife i get her up at like seven thirty, and then i take the kids to school and then i like so by like nine i'm finally starting to think about work um but yeah I, I just i don't have that miracle morning that you know you hear a lot of top producing agents have and i think some of that you know it's great but um this, my life
2: just, yeah, you don't have the miracle morning. You have the fantastic four. That's what's going on.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's just, you know, I I think part of it is there's phases of life for you. And so, um, not every phase of my life is going to have that, you know, meditation and gratitude in the morning and like all the things that, you know, these books tell you to do. Um, it's just not realistic for me in my phase right now with like four kids, seven and under, it's just, not how it goes
2: well five years ago it'd be unrealistic to do what you're doing now with social yeah you just got
0: to figure out like what works for you um what's getting you results and then dial in on those right like and if it's not getting results anymore like change it up do something different so um yeah that's that's my day though
2: is it safe to say that majority of your deals for this year has been through social yeah well
0: yeah I haven't cold called in like two years. I all my stuff in Minnesota, like just comes in through Instagram. I don't actively prospect there. Um, All my stuff in San Diego this year was referrals, reels, like literally reels, um, open house from the reel, you know, like, yeah, just different stuff that has traced back to, social media and somehow i do spend a little bit of money on referral uh or on like database um you know like client gifts and like anniversary baskets that you know stuff like that um for past clients just to stay top of mind but i'm not like actively prospecting in minnesota everything is literally through social media part
2: of me died inside when you were saying that (laughs) i'm like damn it Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Last question, and I'll stop digging in so hard. So okay, so you you have majority of the business coming in through prospecting, right? I mean, through, sorry, through social. Through social, uh, through social. Um, I, I'm thinking about prospecting. I'm like, damn it, that would have been great. Just uh, because that's that's how a lot of our business is is built, uh, whether it's through us us
1: specifically or we have a whole outbound calling team that's yeah. just on the phones all day long
2: generating leads. Yeah, the, the reality is is that because we've been exposed to this like the social platforms as of recent. Um, we're trying to have all of our agents in our team have access to a studio. So we're trying to find an office to build out a studio into so everybody can do exactly what you're doing as well as lead generate as well. Um, that's like the big vision. Mm-hmm. So it's hitting it from both angles. But I guess the one question, I, I'm just going to say it dirty because I don't know how to say it in this right way. Uh, have you ever had any friends or family that ended up buying through another realtor? Because when you're prospecting, a lot of times you tend to neglect touching your database. But when you're meeting front of mind through social, I'm just curious to know if that occurrence is common as well. Either way,
0: Um, I, I'm sure they have, you know, bought with someone else. Um, That that was your question, right? Like, has someone from my sphere or anything bought real estate with?
2: So, like, for instance, with um, like we've all had experiences, especially when you're outbound looking for new business, you're calling for sale by owners, expires, all these other. Uh, lead sources, and you're looking for new business, and you tend to neglect your your sphere, your database, and then you know you're at a friend's party, and they're like, "Hey guys, guess what? They just bought a brand new house. You want to look at it?" And you're like, "Wait, what? What? <laughs> like, why?" They tell me, mm-hmm. um, but because you're prospecting, you're not remaining front of mind because of social. You're not caring about the social at that point. I'm just curious to know if you've had that experience or many experiences. Maybe it's just an outlier, just one or two events, uh, but is it something that happened, or is a common occurrence?
0: um i would i I wouldn't say it's all that common um i mean even last weekend there was like our old neighbors and friends like oh i saw their houses for sale you didn't see that coming okay cool i mean yeah at the end of the day it's like i mean there was a reason right um part of it could have been i moved away like people don't want to whatever um, work with me because I moved away and that's okay. Like that's just completely normal and happens in business. And there's reasons for that. Some people prefer to keep friends and family separate from sure. real estate. Some people only want to work with me. And I think part of it is cons- constantly then focusing on like new business, what you have at hand, you know, that relationships that do, uh, come from social media, right? Like they might've yeah, listed their house with someone else, but like, look at the other people I've attracted through social media, right? Like this random home tour, like I got them and they were by sale, right? Like, so at the end of the day, you know, in the beginning, it was really tough for me. Like, Oh my gosh. Like such a, you know, dagger to the heart.
2: Oh, let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin.
0: But now it's like, whatever. Like, it's just part of the business. People will do things, but then you always get that random person from college nine years ago that like, Oh yeah, I'll help you. You know? So it's like, it all works out. Um, the reality is that you're never going to attract every single person, um, that knew you knows you, you know, like it's just not reality. And so realizing that early on and being okay with it, um, yeah you've got to just move on and so yeah it's just part of the business
1: yeah i think i think what you were saying trying to say well prospecting is you know a lot of times we get so focused on like especially us certain lead sources like right now you know for a while we were going heavy on probates and then we were calling a lot of expires and we're calling a lot of FISBOs. and sometimes that causes you to neglect your database or you call your database but You're calling past clients and not so much sphere, so you're always wondering like, who am I missing? And I think what Kira was trying to say is like, does it allow you to cast a wider net Mm -hmm. and and not miss some people? But um, I think you answered that. I think you know, there's always people that uh, uh, are not going to work with you for some reason or or another, and you can't you can't say, oh well, if I had prospected and called them and left them a few more voicemails or sent them a few more postcards or you know that I had friended them years ago, like. I would have gotten their attention. I think, you know, like David said, it's people may want you to be the neighborhood agent. People may want you to may think that, you know, I've lost deals before where I'm, I've run into the person in our, the town that our office is in. And they're like, uh, yeah, I just bought in the town over. And I'm like, why, why didn't you, uh, you know, yeah. give me a call? And they're like, well, you work here. And I'm like, yeah, that's one town away. I, I can help you over there. So I think I, I always put that back on me. It's on me to remind them of how I can help them and and uh, just be consistently reminding people and top of mind, like you said.
0: And I think part of that, you like, I utilize my stories a lot through, like, just communicating with people, right? Like, I explained, I don't know, a couple weeks ago that, um, you know, I sell in two markets, right? Like, I've been doing this, but I just went on my story and explained I sell in two markets. I have two agents. I tag them, just again to like give people information because i have new followers i have you know people don't always watch my story and so you try to hit them consistently with the message you're trying to convey to them that yeah you can help them or whatever it is you feel like you're missing like i utilize my stories to stay top of mind um to just yeah hopefully no one forgets and then i use like client giant for quarterly giftings and things like that. Just again, stay top of mind. I use reminder media just again, stay top of mind. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, if someone buys and sells then with someone else, like you've kind of, you've tried your, you know you've tried a lot and that's just yeah, it's again, going to happen in some, some of them are going to slip through the yeah. cracks
1: yeah whether whether yeah. you know and, and you can't beat yourself up over it too because you could have totally been top of mind they just went with somebody else because they were either more top of mind maybe they cut their commission maybe they you know uh it's a friend in the family whatever yeah. it is it's
0: totally it's totally. you can't
1: be someone you can't and, be there for everybody yeah you know?
0: and i've had people like i said yeah like I'm the agent they chose, right? And, and, you know, like I... You may
1: have stolen them from someone else's sphere.
0: Yes, I've literally done that. I mean, not intentionally. Like, they chose to work with me. And so, it just happens. You know, you can't beat yourself up.
2: So, just to clarify, because I'm not like... I steal people it. from
1: his sphere all the time because he doesn't post much on social <laughs> at all. No,
2: but the, the here's the interesting part: some I'm will, like, Dude, some this will. one should have gone to you. <laughs> some will, some <laughs> won't. You, you got to have that, like you know, that mindset of like I don't care next. Um, and if it's meant to be yours, it will be yours. Um, but it's it, it's not like it's um, I'm harping on it because it's hurting. I'm just one of my closest friends. Now and we always have this experience where they're just like, yeah. Um, so what happens in this phase? And you're like why are you asking that question and they're like well you yeah. know we're submitting this offer on this thing and I'm, having, I'm like who the fuck are you who the fuck are you submitting it with And yeah. they're like um yeah. the, the listing agent who's also the owner of the house i'm like what like what's wrong with you but uh, you got to put that back on yeah. yourself no 100 percent you gotta it's, say hey
1: what could i have done a better job of of how could i have done a better job of reminding them because listen if they remembered yeah. you and they still chose not to work with you then at least you've done your
2: job i mean I they, they remember because I curse them out all the time now for it, um, but you know it, it happens right like we it, during the COVID and pandemic when everybody was like doing virtual calls like I've taken a listing where the guy's dad was a realtor and like he wrote us like this long letter like basically saying he's gonna be disowned from the family if he doesn't get the listing with John. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it, it happens. But being front of mind is one thing, and I think socials is a good way to be omnipresent as well because people spend mm-hmm. a lot of their time on social um and that's a good way to also build social proof so that way you're like known as the expert which also gives people who are not like let's say somebody just starts just tomorrow and they have no idea what it is there's a way people can you know maybe get fooled to a certain aspect of it um but that's like the pro and con of social as well right but like yourself you had the sales skills developed almost like right off the bat and then you were using it to 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 validate or to verify. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. To to just yeah, you, show the proof you had a of little it.
1: bit of a track record before you. Yeah. Before you really put yourself yes. out there, and and I think, I think um, there's a lot of people out there that just try to go jump right into social because frankly, I mean, the downside to social is that you can be anybody you want to be out there. Um, I mean, there's literally like fake private jets where you could take pictures as if you're on the plane. Yeah and backgrounds and and all that crazy shit to to make it look like you're something you're not so it's just the world that we live in but um yeah no i think i think what you're doing man is really great and i think a lot of people just to wrap this whole thing up i think a lot of people put way too much time and thought into what is the next topic going to be should it be scripted should i use a teleprompter Uh, you know i gotta buy three ring lights and make sure i have a studio and an absolute silence and uh you're doing it in your car right literally in my car in my car car. and you know it doesn't uh from what you've said it doesn't seem like you're really you know psyching yourself out with uh absolute perfection right would you say it's more important to get it out there if it's 95 96 percent accurate and and you know it's more about it's all the message
0: it's all about the message, the consistency. Like I did one today talking about the market in in office depot parking lot. Like who cares? I just trimmed it to right. Like made it look good and added some music. It's getting the message out there consistently and not worried like, Oh, is this, I mean, is this hook good enough? Or do I hire one someone for captions? Do I not? Like that stuff comes in time, right? Like yes. Hooks are important. Yes. Timing is important. Yes. Like, you want to get people's attention, but you're never going to get there if you don't start and be consistent. So like, that's the biggest thing. Cause if I had to do all my reels in my room and my office with the light and like kids like camera, it's just not going to happen. It's not realistic for my life. And so, it's quiet in my car. I'm alone in my car. I can just get my thoughts out in my car. And if you don't like my reels for my car, don't follow me. And <laughs> so man. like, that's just the reality of social is like, you start, end up attracting the right people who like you and you de- you know, detract people who don't like you. So, yeah.
1: um, that's great, man. It's, yeah. uh, well, you know, I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective too. Right. Like, I mean, you're a guy with four kids, you know, uh, people say that sometimes their spouse will hide in the bathroom to get some <laughs> some alone time. Right. You're just doing it. You're hiding in your in your car. So I I you hear be. you, man. <laughs> I hired my car and I don't have any kids. So I'm I'm with you. He
2: well, there, hides from me uh, when he's
1: in the office in the morning. I'm no, like, there's, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a bet with myself for a while where I was going to do one reel a day a and answer. I would do it when I would get into the office. And I would say I'm not allowed to go into the office building until I've fin- I've filmed my reel. And that he, makes a lot of sense, though. And you would be walking by my car, like, dude, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? It's <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. Like,
2: you know, trying he's like to, this, like, and I'm like, let me finish. <laughs>
1: I'm like, what are you doing, <laughs> well, David?
2: For people who want uh, to to get in touch with you, want to follow you, reach out to you, what's the best way they can do that?
0: Um, Instagram is probably the the best way. It's realtor dot David Calhoun, my name.
2: David Calhoun, and that's C A L H O U N. Yes. Awesome, man. Well, guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to keep uh, tuned in every week, click on the subscribe button below. Help us to get to 200 and uh, turn on those notifications for every release of a new episode.
1: All right, man. Well, thank you so much. We know your time's valuable. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. And um, I wish you the best of luck going forward. We'll make sure we share share the full episode with you once it's done. And we'll chop it up into a whole bunch of different reels, um, which we'll tag you in and and, uh, go from there.
0: All right, guys. Thank you.